Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School. As always, Healing School is the place where people come to hear and to be healed. I want to say that again. Healing School is the place where people come to hear and be healed. Miracles happen here. Salvations happen here. And of course, healings happens right here. Now, God bless you. We trust that you had a good, uh, happy Thanksgiving with your families. We praise God for you. Now, today we want to talk about studying in sin conscience. So grab your pen and paper, get your Bibles or whatever you're going to be using, and listen, pay close attention to words. Praise God. And let's talk about it at the end. This is part one of studying in sin conscious. Good morning, Prophet. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And happy Thanksgiving to you all. We pray you had a wonderful time with your family. Glory to God. The study is, we're doing a study in sin consciousness. And sin consciousness can be traced as the reason for practically every spiritual failure. It destroys faith. It destroys the inactivity in the heart. It gives to man an inferiority complex. He's afraid of God. He's afraid of himself. He's even searching to find someone that can pray the prayer of faith for him. Mm-hmm. He has no sense of his own legal rights to stand in the Father's presence without condemnation. Let's, let's pause right there for a second. Notice that word condemnation. In Romans chapter 8, in verse 1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Let me repeat it. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Somebody said, well, you know, we're just human beings. No, we aren't. No, we are not. Listen, that puts God in the class of a human being. And the Bible said we are created in his likeness, and after his image. Another scripture declares that every seed produces after its own kind. Every seed produces after its own kind. So, what are we then? What is God? We took our nature after him. So there's therefore now no condemnation, no sense of guilt. We stand before, 
if you are born again, you stand before the Father without any sense of guilt or any inferiority, none whatsoever. But if you can't do that, we get a problem. But thank God there is a solution to the problem. Amen? So Amen. condemnation is designed to keep you right there underneath the devil's thumb. You have no rights. You are not free. You are his slave. And that's where the devil wants you to stay. But if any man or woman be in Christ, what are they? They are a new creature. Old things are what? Passed away, and all things are what? Become new. You are a brand new species of being who have no business of being sick. Sickness and disease have no right. It should not be lording over you. Once you grab this revelation today, once you grab this revelation, you're going to see what I'm talking about. All right. This inferiority complex that is breed of sin consciousness is faced everywhere in the church. It has been said many times by many people, if I could get rid of this sin consciousness, I'd get my healing. I'd be a powerhouse for God. But I can't get rid of it. Mm. Has God provided redemption that cures this sin disease? If he hasn't planned to take it out of man during his earth walk, man can never stand right before God. That's right. But God has made provisions to make a new creation. Plan to impart his own nature out of the old sin nature and replace it with his own nature. Yes. This will destroy sin consciousness. Not many people. Go ahead. Do y'all are you are y'all paying attention to words here? You are in Christ Jesus. Once you grab the revelation of who you really are in Christ, everything changes. When you start walking this out, prophet. Everything changes. Everything. When you get a revelation on who you really are in Christ Jesus, what Jesus really did for you, it changes everything. Nothing remains the same. Not one thing. You become a devil's master, and you know it. Amen. All right? There's not a theology, not many theologians have recognized the fact that sin consciousness is the parent of 
practically all human religion. Yes. Man has sought to heal his own diseases. The sense of unworthiness destroys faith, robs us of peace of mind, makes infectual the most earnest and zealous prayer life. It robs us of all fellowship and communion with the Father. Hmm. Not once since Luther have found a cure for this condition. The holiness people have attempted bravely to meet at this issue, but so far they have never been able to permanently cure a patient. Mm -hmm. Man's cure has been repentance of sin, sorrow for sin, and deep agony in prayer. Others have tried to quiet their consciousness by going to church, doing penance, fasting, giving money, saying prayers, doing good deeds, giving of pleasure, confessing their sins, fighting bad habits, putting themselves under discipline of self-denial and self-abasement by neglecting the body. Yes. Some of you have gone so far as to lacerate their bodies. Others have taken long pilgrimages. All these methods have been tried. Every earnest spirit has attempted some of them. Mm -hmm. A new movement has just arisen in which men and women of finding temporary relief in confessing their sins to one another. Confessing sins may bring temporary relief from the pressure that is upon them, but no works of any kind, whether they be works of self-abasement, repentance, penance, saying of prayers or self-denial can ever rid the heart of sin consciousness. Mm -hmm. There are two kinds of sin consciousness. One is the man who has never been born again. The other is the undeveloped believer, one who has never grown beyond the state of babyhood. Let's pause there for a second. Did, did, did y'all hear that? You have to not just get saved, but you got to grow up into him. You have to stop being a baby. Baby Christians are always looking for someone else to pray for them. Always. They have the, I can't do this. Uh, I'm not ready for that. Which makes them, they, they're still saved. They really did get saved, but they are carnal. What does that mean? They are bodily led. They are led by their flesh. They are led by the five senses. 
instead of the spirit of God. They are bodily led. And child of God, let me tell you, there are many people who are out of fellowship with God because of these things. But the Bible says, whom the Son set free is what? Is free indeed. You don't have to go around looking for somebody to pray for you. You are a son or a daughter of God if you were born again. You made Jesus Christ Savior, watch this word, and Lord. Savior and Lord. Some people only made him Savior. Well, he was already the Savior of the world. But unless you make him Lord of your life, you are going to keep struggling and struggling and struggling in sickness, sin, disease will just keep defeating you. But that don't have to be. That should not be. Come on. Grab a revelation this morning of who you really are in Christ and knock that sickness and disease in the head. Jesus did it for you. Amen. All right. So there are two kinds of sin consciousness. We've mentioned them. One is the man who's never been born again, and the other is the baby who's never developed fully in Christ. Mm -hmm. So where is the difficulty? It is this. The natural man is a sinner, but he's more than that. Yes. In 2 Corinthians 6.14, he is called iniquity. In other places, he's called sin. Mm -hmm. He is more than a transgressor. He's more than a violator of the law. He is by nature a child of wrath. He is spiritually, he is spiritually dead. Yes. He is you. He is united with Satan as the believer is united with God. Mm -hmm. The believer has become a partaker of God's nature. The natural man is a partaker of Satan's nature. That's right. The problem is, how can God legally deal with the sin problem and the, sin, and the sins problem? How can he deal with this satanic nature that is in man? Well, this is God's cure. God has wrought a redemption that covers every phase of need, everything that man ever needs perfectly restored, his fellowship with the Father, and so that there is no sense of guilt or sin, no memory of past wrongdoings. Wow. The believer stands complete in Christ. He he has partaken of the fullness of God in Christ. John 1.16 says, For of his fullness have we all received, and grace upon grace. Mm -hmm. And if you read Hebrews 10.1-19 carefully, you will see that under the first covenant, there was a remembrance made of sins year by year. But in the new covenant, a man who has accepted Jesus Christ 
loses the sense of sin and its place, receives a sense of his oneness and fellowship with the Father. Let's pause there for a second. The scripture said there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Under the, under the first covenant, as, as you heard, the priest had to keep, he kept going into the holiness of holies for his sins in the people. But it would only last for a year. And they brought the, the, the blood of animals, turtle dove and goats and this and that. Like I said, it would only last for a year. But Jesus, who is the second, the Bible said, and the last Adam, he went to the cross once and for all. How many times? Once and for all. He's not going back again. The Bible said he took your sickness in his own body. He took those diseases in his own body. And Jesus declared by the stripes that the Father put on his spirit, you and I were healed. But when you have a sin consciousness, it doesn't help you. And that's where Satan want people to stay in sin consciousness. Remember the scripture says, the Lord says, when you come to him, he'll remember, pay attention to this word, watch this word now, he'll remember your sins no more. He remember your sins no more. The Apostle Paul, before he was born again, he was a terrorist. But do you know when he got born again and he got the revelation who he is and who, who God had made him? He said, I have sinned no man. I have wronged no man. Now, everybody know who Paul was, Saul at the time. They know he was a terrorist. They know he wasn't nothing nice. But he got saved on that Damascus road. He got born again. And that's why the scripture said, there is therefore now no condemnation, no sense of inferiority or guilt to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the spirit. You are not taking your lead from how you feel or from your old unrenewed mind. That's why the scripture says, get your mind renewed with the word of God. And that's why he said, my people perish for lack of what? For lack of doing that. All right. In Colossians 1, 13 and 14, it says, who delivered us out of the authority of darkness 
and translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Yes. In whom we have our redemption, the remission of sin. Watch that word, whom we have, whom we have. We're not trying to get it. Jesus done already got it for us. He done already got it for us. We don't have to try to get it. So the next time the devil tell you, oh, you're not going to be healed this time. So you're right, Mr. Devil, I agree. Don't have to. Jesus got it for me already. Praise the Lord. Can you see that? Amen. You are healed right now. But what you are trying to do is you're trying to feel like it. But your healing did not come through feelings. No, it didn't. It did not come through feelings. It came through your spirit. It came through uh, grace, through faith. You begun in the spirit, not the flesh. All right. So notice that in this passage, he delivered us out of the darkness. And at the same time, translated us into the kingdom of his son. Yes. There are four facts here. First, we are delivered out of Satan's dominion. Second, we are born into the kingdom of the son of his love. Third, in whom we have our redemption. That is a redemption from Satan's dominion. Satan has no legal rights to reign over the man who has accepted Christ as a savior. Did that man that? has been delivered out of Satan's dominion. My, 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 look at that. Out of Satan's family, out of Satan's authority. He has been born into the family of God, the kingdom of his son, of his love. When this was cloned, the redemptive work that Christ wrought became a reality. And fourth, he not only redeemed us out of Satan's dominion, but there is also a remission of our sins. That's right. He redeemed us. He recreated us. He delivered us. He, and he remits all that we have ever done. Yes. So what does righteousness mean? There is no other word, there's no other word in the Bible or in theology which is less understood and appreciated than this word. Yet, enwrapped within it is everything for which humanity has craved. The thing what the thing that righteousness gives to man is the parent of all human religions. The gross immoral religions of paganism and the refined cultured philosophical religions of the modern day are all the children of man's desire for the things that righteousness gives to him. Mm -hmm. Righteousness restores to man all that he lost in the fall. Plus, a new righteousness restores to man all that he lost in the fall, plus a new relationship as a son with all of its privileges. Now, if the doctor have given you a bad diagnosis, 
we have some good news for you. You just heard it. Righteousness says, uh-uh. Live. And live the good life. Live free from sickness and disease. Because again, Jesus, prophet, came and announced by his stripes, we were healed. Under the first covenant, you keep hearing this word righteousness. Under the first covenant, none could be righteous. Remember the scripture says, there is none righteous, no, not one. That's under the first covenant. Man could not be righteous. Why? Because Jesus had not come and died and rose again yet. But under the second covenant, he has. Now, you can be righteous. Now, he made us righteous. Do you see that? When Paul said there's none righteous, no, not one, he was talking about that Old Testament scripture. Before Jesus came, it was impossible for anybody to be righteous. But now that Jesus has come, therefore, if any man, any woman, any boy, girl be in Christ, what are they? They are a new creature. Old things are what? Past away, and all things have become what? New. Now you're righteous. Amen. Okay? Righteousness comes to us in the new creation. Yes. It restores our standing before God. It takes away the old sin consciousness that has crippled and robbed us of all our spiritual initiative, confidence, and assurance in his, in his yes. presence. It mm -hmm. restores to man a standing before the Father on the same ground that Jesus required in his earth walk. Remember the, fear, the fearlessness of Jesus in the presence of the Father, his fearlessness before Satan. He knew that he had a legal right in the Father's presence. He mm -hmm. knew he was the master of Satan and all his forces. Remember how fearless he was in the storm and what an, a resolute ruler he was over the laws of nature. He mm -hmm. was not afraid to say to dead, to dead Lazarus, even in the presence of a large number of people, Lazarus, come forth. He had mm -hmm. no sense of inferiority in the presence of that. He had no sense of inferiority in the presence of disease. He was not afraid to speak to the, to the maim and command them to become whole. Righteousness is a master thing. It's a masterful thing. The problem is, has God restored righteousness to man? That is the reason we are teaching this lesson. We are trying to answer the age-old problem, that same old age-old problem. Righteousness has been restored to man. Yes, it has. Righteousness restores restored to man his lost fellowship. We see that fellowship illustrates in Jesus's life. He approached the father with the same liberty and freedom as a child approaches his parents. 
he addressed the father as familiar as familiar and simply as a child addresses his father. Mm-hmm. Jesus enjoyed a unique fellowship. There was no sense of guilt, no sense of sin, no sense of condemnation That's in right. Jesus' spirit. Yeah. Our hearts are asking today, can God restore such a righteousness to man who believes uh, the in righteousness? But we believe he can. We believe that the finished work of Jesus Christ is guaranteed. Jesus has no sense of lack, and neither should we. That's right. He had no sense of lack of money. He had no sense of lack of love, lack of knowledge, lack of ability in anything. He had no sense of self or sin consciousness. Mm-hmm. He had no inferiority complexes. This righteousness that Jesus had gave him the sweetest, most perfect fellowship with the Father. Yes. Faith is restored. Righteousness restores to man his lost faith. If you want to see this illustrated, go to the cities to see the congregations gather to to hear men and women talk uh, about different topics. In other words, how to get faith in yourself so you can become a master over others who have no faith in themselves. Jesus had no need of faith. He believed in himself. He believed in his message and in the mission. He believed in his father and he made himself, he made it known to others and to all humanity. That's right. Absolutely. To how much of humanity? All of humanity. humanity. All of humanity. And this is the message that he wants you to know today. If you received him as Savior and Lord, listen, you've been restored. You can stand before God without any sense of guilt or inferiority towards him. None. And again, that's why the scripture says, again in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are what? In Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? After the spirit. Sin, sin, sickness, disease has no legal authority over you. Zero. High blood pressure, diabetic, you don't have to stay like that. No, no, no. The Bible said Jesus took it in his own body. What is the prophet? Who his own self? Bore our sickness, bore our disease in his own body. By his stripes, we are healed. And we are healed today. Amen. We are healed right now. Sin 
and disease don't have any right over you. Get a revelation of who you really are. The Bible said Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come to this understanding that he is in you. Prophet, what do you say? Well, I say this. We're talking about healing this morning, and we've been doing a lot of discussions on, on sin consciousness. We don't want you to be conscious of sin. That's no. basically the bottom line of what we're talking about this morning, what we're sharing. When you are conscious of sin and sin and sin and sin and sin, your faith cannot work. Your faith will be held up somewhere. It will not work. If all we talk about and think about is sin and sin and this sin and that sin, and, mm -hmm. and that's what Satan wants you to do. Satan right. wants you to be sin conscious. He wants you to think about, you know, what you, you, you okay, so we might mess up. We will because we are humans. We may say something that's cruel to someone. We, we, we may uh, have the wrong thoughts about something. But child of God, what we're trying to say to you this morning is get rid of the sin consciousness. We don't want you to dwell on that. It does not matter what you do. If you make a mistake, and I'm going to believe that it is a mistake. Why? I have to believe that it is a mistake. I'm going to not attach it to your heart, but to your head. That's good. But God has made a way of escape for the mistakes that we make. As yeah. becoming a born-again believer in Christ, as I know you are, or you wouldn't be on this line with us. You wouldn't be in healing school this morning. Praise Jesus. But you love the Lord with all your heart. We all do. We love him. We understand what Jesus died to provide for us. And because we've accepted him as our Lord and our Savior, all of everything that he died to provide, we have access to, including our healing. We have a right to be healed. We have a right to be delivered. But Satan is the one that wants you to think, oh, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. You did. You have to treat Satan like Jesus treated him and say, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm a born-again believer in Christ. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, and I receive my healing. That's right. I receive the healing that he has provided, that he's died to provide for me. I'm always reminded and mindful of what a great man of God said. He said, I will not go one more day in this world doing without what Jesus died to provide for me. What did he die to provide? Sealing is healing. Your healing is included in that package. Absolutely. Are you listening? That's so if good. that's the case, then why, why should we go around daily, every day in our daily walk, being conscious of sin? Yes. No, Jesus took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So get rid of that. And like I said, if you mess up, if you make a mistake, you all know by now, you've been listening to us for quite a while now. And what have we shared with you? First John 1 and 9. We know it by heart now, right? God said, if we confess our sins, see it? 
see, we're talking about sin consciousness. But he's telling you what to do with that. He said, if you confess it, he said, I'll forgive you. I will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. I will create in you what? A clean heart. And I will renew a right spirit within you. See, that's how you deal with sin consciousness. He said, if you, if you confess it, so what are we going to do? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, your son said to me that if I confess, well, here's what I did. Father, I spoke so harshly to my, my spouse or my children or my coworker or my neighbor. And I didn't really mean to do that. And mm-hmm. I've asked, I'm coming this morning confessing that. And I'm asking you to forgive me as you said you would. And I know you will because you are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. You said it and you will bring it to pass. So I'm confessing that's what I did. And I'm asking you to cleanse me, Father. And because I know you will, I I receive it right now. You see, that's how you deal with sin consciousness. Now, who's angry right now? Satan is. He does not want you to do that. He wants you to be afraid. He wants you to keep dwelling on it. He wants you to keep thinking about it. He wants you to be tormented by it. Listen to me. Don't you dare let Satan lie to you and lead you down that path of what? Sin consciousness. That's good. Even today. Why do we even bring it up? So you will know how to deal with it. So you will know not to dwell on it, not to just let it destroy your life. Mm-hmm. Sin has no power over you, child of God. None whatsoever. And that's what I know about sin consciousness. And that's what you need to take. I pray you take that away from our lesson today. Yeah, we did a study on that, but only to make it known that it has no power over you. It has no power over you, over the child of God, over the man or woman of God who has really received Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's That's what we want you to take away from this healing school this morning. Why? Because we're in healing school to make sure once we get our healing, we can what? Hold on to it. We We can just take it and just walk in this life completely healed and delivered from whatever Satan is trying to afflict us with. It doesn't matter what it is. I heard Apostle mention you know, type 2 diabetes. So are you a diabetic? Come on. Is it cancer? We hear a lot of people talking about cancer cells that's returning. Don't listen. You have the word of God in you and God is still in love with you today, just like he was over 2000 years ago. That's another thing Satan tries to do. He tries to make us think because maybe we've committed some type of sin that God doesn't love us anymore. That his healing power is not working in our bodies anymore. That's the greatest lie Satan wants you to believe. That's Child right. of God, that's a lie from the pits of hell. You cast that thing down. Like he said to you in uh, first John, uh, I'm not first John, second Corinthians 5, uh, 10 and 5. He said, cast down imagination and every high thing that's what? Exalting itself against the knowledge of God. For you to think that God does not love you because of something you've done is a lie. And you must cast that down. And you must let Satan know that he's a liar. And let him know, I'm casting that thought down. My father does love me. My -hmm. father has forgiven me. I am a born-again believer in Christ. And yet, I am healed. 
from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. See, this is where you have to do your work. You make your mouth do the work that you know you must do. Yes, that's why salvation is called the great what? Confession. That's right. We confess, not sins. We confess the word of God. That's yeah. what we just did. We confessed 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We confessed it, casting down imaginations and every high thing that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. You know, for you to walk around thinking God is angry with you because you messed up, that's against the knowledge of God. You yeah. know, it's against the not it's against the knowledge of God for you to believe that there's some great sin you committed. Now you can't get your healing because God is punishing you. Don't believe that child of God. Not at all. If that's the case, Jesus's life was in vain. Yes. And we know it was not. Yes. Yeah, so that's my spill on what we share with you this morning. And we're going to pray with you along those lines. And, 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 and I pray that something we've said is helping you to stand firm. You know, over the Thanksgiving holidays, we've been mixing with family and friends and loved ones, maybe have eaten some things that yeah, may not have gone or set well with us. Let's take care of that now. Let's yeah. go to God in prayer right now. Father, we thank you right now. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor that is yours in Christ Jesus. Thank you, we Jesus. thank you right now that you are God of your word. And before you, there is no other. You said to cast the care of everything over on you and you because you love us and you care for us. Well, That's Father, good. we're doing yes, that right now. Good. We want to thank you for a wonderful, wonderful celebration with our family. We want to thank you for all the food that you allowed us to share. Thank you for our dinner table. Thank you for all the things, the memories we made. Thank but Father, Lord. we also thank you for healing Praise our bodies. You said if we eat or drink anything deadly or poison, it will not hurt us. We thank you right now. You blessed our food and our water oh, and you've Lord. taken sickness away from us. You've taken it away from us right now. Something we may have eaten that may not agree with us. Well, we bring that to you right now and we thank you right now. We commend it to move. We commend it to straighten out in the name of Jesus and our bodies are restored father we thank you right now we're speaking to our bodies and we say bodies listen you function in the perfection that god created you to function thank you father my blood pressure is 120 over 80 i thank you right now father i rebuke degenerative eye disease i rebuke second uh type 2 diabetes. We rebuke yes. cancer cells returning. We yes. rebuke indigestion and everything that Satan's trying to send our way. Father, yes. gas yes. pains and anything that's coming up on us as a result of what we shared, what we've been what we've digested. Father, we thank you right now. Our digestion Bro, system is know. working perfectly right now in the name of Jesus because we're mixing it with your word. We're speaking to every part of our bodies and we're commending our bodies to function in the perfection that and God created them to function from the crown of our heads to the very soles of our Those feet. We feet. plead Come the on. blood of Jesus right yes. now. We plead the blood of Jesus, yes, Father, and we thank you right now in the thank mighty you, name Lord of Jesus. Jesus that we stand 
stand filled. We stand whole before you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus. And Father, as our loved ones are traveling, going back to wherever they came to visit, we thank you for safety right now. We thank you right now in the highways and the airways and the byways, wherever we're traveling, whatever they're doing, they may be out shopping, doing some Christmas shopping or whatever, but we thank you for the peace of God to keep our highways safe, to keep the airways safe, to keep our loved ones safe, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor. We thank you for it because Jesus said, whatever we ask the Father in his name, that will you do. That's our prayer today. That's our prayer today, Father. And we thank you every person in the listening ear Right now, listening to us, Father, we pray that they're receiving, they're open, their hearts are open, and they are receiving your word right now in Jesus' name. Not one person will leave this healing school the way they came, but people will go back blessed, they will go back healed and on fire with the word of God, with the sincere milk of the word of God that we share here today in the wonderful name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. And we take it by faith in Jesus' name. Yes. You be healed this morning. Amen. Amen. Glory to glory to God. All right. Now, with that prayed, the next thing for you to do is to do something you could not do before. If you couldn't lift your arm, couldn't lift your hand, do it now. If you couldn't move your your legs, move those legs now in the name of Jesus. Come on. In Jesus' name, whatever you could not do before, do it now. If you couldn't stand up, stand up now in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. The healing one is here. His name is Jesus. Why is he here? To make you whole. Yeah, he is. To make you whole. Receive it. Don't look for your sickness. Look for your healing. Praise God.